This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go. It is Cooper Mays after an off week. He looks well rested. Uh, Cooper got to spend some time with his family as well, but but you're ready to go. Eight straight weeks. It's a gauntlet to say the least, Coop. Yeah, no, I haven't heard it put like that, but you're right. Eight straight weeks. There we go. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. And it's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. They bring you the ball report with cooper mays hit that like and subscribe button we want to be a part of your tennessee football coverage and sec as well as we continue to expand at off the hook sports but we love talking to cooper each and every week so before we get to lsu and i know you've seen them by now before we get to some other topics what's your favorite part about the off week um really probably just being able to go home and like watch college football I was like a big thing that I did like after a high school game. It was so nice because you have the whole weekend and I don't really get to do that as much now. So like getting a, I get a big fuzzy white blanket at home, go lay on the couch, probably don't move for a couple hours. It's, it's a good time for sure. It is a good time. So I assume you saw that Georgia, Missouri game, your thoughts on that because that almost upended all of college football. Yeah, that was almost bad for, uh, for Georgia. Um, it was pretty interesting. I didn't expect it to go that way. I didn't. I wasn't watching it at first, but then I tuned in. It seemed like they just added a, a, a extra left, like a extra heavy tight end, mm-hmm. um, usually at like outside of the left tackle, and they were kind of just running to that side. And I don't think they really had a counter for it. But you can't beat Georgia if you're kicking field goals. So that's probably the main thing I was thinking the whole time. But I don't know. They almost pulled off the upset. You mentioned they go big, but. That's really not your your offense. I mean, would you even be able to make a massive adjustment like that uh, if you saw it, or is it just you are who you are? Um, I don't know. It really just depends on what your coaches think. I mean, 
Missouri probably felt that that was their best chance to win. I'm sure we've got other weapons that maybe Missouri doesn't have, so I don't know if it would be possible for us. But, you know, there's some weeks that you do some off stuff. I remember my freshman year I played heavy tight end against Missouri, and we ran for like 300 yards on them or something. So they didn't really have any counter towards it. I don't know. Some I guess some weeks you find some certain weaknesses and you want to try some new stuff. And, you know, Missouri probably didn't have much to lose going up against Georgia at home. So why not do some crazy stuff? It is two weeks in a row that Georgia has looked beatable. That that has to be something that registers in your mind, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't watch last week, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, every week's a different ball game, so you can't really get caught up too much on different things. But you know, I'm sure they'll be ready to play us. Yeah, I would think so. I, I, I would think so, and I think they'll, they'll get a lot better. And. As far as one other thing I wanted to ask you that really had nothing to do with um, with, with the LSU game coming up and with your off week, but please be sure and hit that like and subscribe button. The Tua Tungavaola injury, I'm sure you probably heard about it over the weekend. It was really scary. And just um, how much more serious do do does football in general take head injuries i think that was kind of an aberration i don't think that was the norm but that was that was pretty scary did what did you think of that yeah um definitely not a good scene um not a really good look for football in general is probably what i would say Um, i'm sure there's a lot of parents that probably looked at that they were on the verge of letting their kids play and they're probably like yeah i don't know it's looking a little bit shaky i don't know i mean Obviously, we, like, in the outside public don't know exactly what was going on, but it's definitely not a good look for the organizations that were a part of it and, and football in general. It, it's a scary sight to see whenever you see somebody get knocked out, like, cold like that. It's changed a lot in, in my lifetime. Like, he would just be expected to go back out there on a Thursday night after he was actually injured on a Sunday. Um, and he did go out there and he should have never been out there on a Thursday night because he was banged up on the Sunday before, but how much has it changed just in your, your lifetime from high school to college, as far as protecting people from, from themselves? Cause I know you Coop, you want to go out there and play. If you were to get dinged up, have a head injury, most players would, but ultimately isn't it the university or the NFL franchise's responsibility to protect you from yourself? Um, definitely I would, you know, you got to put it on the medical professionals. I mean, anytime, I mean, especially when you look at, I mean, I guess the NFL is a little different ball game cause they're, you know, grown men playing for their own money and everything. But, you know, especially when you look at like kids in college, it's the medical professionals, you know, job to maybe even protect them from themselves at some point, because, you know, a kid that's like 18 years old coming out of high school, all they know is playing hard and just play through whatever. They're they're if they're you know if they got the right makeup for football they're probably gonna want to play it like no matter what as long as they're allowed to play you know what I'm saying so I mean sometimes it's it's in the best interest for the player that somebody steps in and and probably tells them that they need to probably stop because you know you've only got one body and and you know it's it's a lot more fragile than people think especially when it comes to your brain. Um, your health takes precedence over anything it should probably. When's the last time you got really dinged before we get to LSU? Um, as far as head, my head? Yes. Uh, I, honestly, 
I talk to my friend. I, I have friends that have concussions that play college football, and and I don't really know. I've never, I've never personally thought I've had a concussion. Um, I don't know what the reasoning about that is. Maybe I have, and I just didn't know it. But I've never gotten knocked out cold or anything like that. No, I've, I don't think I've ever experienced that. But I have friends that have had concussions and have bad concussions, so I, I know they're real. It's just I've never really experienced that knock on wood or whatever. But Amen. Yep. You're not you're not allowed to suffer concussions or anything else because we got to have you each and every week, Coop. So that's just yeah, <laughs> it's it's a rule. Strong, strong necks. We'll strong, strong necks. That's what it is. And it is. um, as um, let's turn to LSU now. Um, because obviously that's a, just a monstrous matchup and it's it's a tough place to play and we'll get into that and what they do but. Uh, first, I want to remind you, the Vol Report is brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. Cityheatandair.com is where you need to go. It's about integrity. 50 years of integrity. That means that you're going to get the best service at a fair price. That's City Heating and Air Conditioning. All right, Coop. So, uh, LSU, when I take a look at LSU, pretty good against the run. Why are they good against the run? Um, it all starts up front. They've got a they've got a pretty good front four, you know, guys that are they're you know bigger bodies and they've got a little bit of athleticism to them. They've got two solid D tackles that you know engage and disengage with blocks well. So anytime you got and they've got BJ Ojulari, he's a stud on the on the edge. So anytime you've got a solid front four, then you know you'll have a chance at stopping the run pretty well. You had mentioned before that there are, are certain guys that you like going against. You like going against the bigger guys because you're quicker. Um, how would you uh, top cast these guys? Are they, they the guys you like going against, or are they maybe a bit more of a challenge? Um, it uh, they um they they probably got people that aren't they they don't have guys that are small, but they don't got they they don't have guys that are just you know mammoths like we had back last week with. Number twenty-one and nine; those are two pretty big guys, about as big as you're going to face. But um, they've, they've got some guys that are in the middle. They got they've got some twitch to them, athleticism. So it'll be a good challenge for us up front. As far as when you heard the announcement for it's a noon Eastern start and it's an eleven o'clock Central start. I've I've covered three or four games in Tiger Stadium at night, and it's pretty darn difficult. And it's a tough place to win. I think that. A noon Eastern start, 11 Central changes that. But that's me on the outside. Does that make much of a difference to you as a player? Yeah, I personally don't enjoy um, away or home late games. I don't like I don't like playing late in the day because you kind of just got to sit there in the hotel and just like sit there and wait all day to play. All you do is just sit there and wait and eat. That's about the only two things you do. So you kind of build up a little bit of nerves and stuff. But when you wake up in the morning, you kind of got to get ready to go. You got a lot of stuff. And it kind of just, I don't know, it happens faster. So you don't have time to get anxious about anything. So I like playing early in the day, especially on a way trip, because you get to fly back early, get home, you know, at a decent hour, especially like this playing at noon. That's that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big schedule jump. What about your body clock? Because when I covered Tennessee football, it was always afternoon practices. But you're – you guys practice in the morning, so your your body clock. How much does that help you? You think? Um, it's 
personally, I love it because on the weekends, you don't have to wake up nearly as early as you wake up during the week. So you get a lot more rest and you're rejuvenated a little bit. So the problem for us, because we're used to practicing at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, being up by 630, getting in the building by seven. So we're not going to be caught off guard by the early wake up time at all. You go into this game and you had a great road win against Pitt. But there might have been as many Tennessee fans as there were Pitt fans. Are you expecting more of a, a home field advantage for, for LSU? Are you expecting a tougher environment than, than Pitt? Oh, yeah, it'll be a tougher environment just because of the, the mass amounts of fans. And, you know, it's an SEC game. So, and we're a pretty big time opponent right now as far as our ranking, I guess. So, if you look at it like that, I guess it'll be a bigger environment. But hopefully, you know, that it's 12 Eastern. So, in their time zone, it'll be 11. Right. Am I correct there? Right. So it'll be 11 a.m. there. You know, I know LSU fans are probably crazy, but hopefully they aren't all drunk by 11 a.m. So, (laughs) you know, we'll be, hopefully it'll be a little bit dialed down just a little bit. Well, I spoke to an LSU beat writer and he said that they won't care. They'll just get up and start drinking earlier. But still, a night game is, is not, a night game is, is much tougher. There's no question about that. What was one thing that you – and it may just be rest, okay, but what was one thing you accomplished in the off week on a personal level that Cooper Mays looks back at and says, hey, I, I needed that, I got this done? Yeah, I, probably, I, I would say needed rest because I, I wasn't probably feeling the greatest. I've been a little bit a little bit, a little bit of a sore throat and cough. So anytime you get to slow down the hustle and bustle, get a little bit of rest, get to sleep – a little bit of hot apple cider, you know, you're looking pretty good. Nice. Uh, speaking of, of getting rest, and I'm, I'm not going to ask you to, to tell me whether any player is going to play or not. That comes from Josh Heupel, and I respect that. But I do want to ask you about Cedric Tillman. And, you know, he, he may or may not play. I don't know. You, you may or may not know. Doesn't matter. But you guys go out and have a fantastic day without him. So on the outside looking in, you could say he's almost a luxury, but I believe he's more than that. What does he bring to the receiver group that you don't have when he's not there? I mean, the simple answer is you don't have one of the best receivers in the country. I mean, right. I, I don't know what any other type of adjective you can put on it, you know, but let's just be honest. Cedric is a game changer in any way you shape it up and look at it. Anytime you got a guy that's about 6'4", 220 or whatever, how big he is, you know, that can go up and, and run past DBs and, and high point it the way he does, you're obviously going to miss him. So I, I don't know exactly what word to put on it, but, you know, Cedric's one of the best receivers in the country and you can't really replace him if that makes sense. But, I mean, we've got we've got a bunch of guys that we can lean on, a lot of guys that, you know, did did a great job coming in and everything. But, you know, Cedric is, is as good and renowned as he is in the SEC and, and around the country for a reason. You know, he's, he's that good. Is he the most polished route runner? I know I'm kind of getting outside your realm of, of, of what you follow <laughs> playing center, but he seems to be a great mixture. What I'm getting at is he seems to be a great mixture of talent and polish that you might not have in another receiver. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I, I like you said, I don't know the I don't know the terminology and everything. I can sit here and talk O line with you all day, but I don't know much about routes or anything. But all I know is when 
when that ball goes up in the air and I see Cedric running down the field and see him jump, you know, I, I'm not expecting him to drop the ball. Anytime I see him go up one-on-one with anybody, I'm, I'm expecting him to come down with the ball. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but he's big, strong, fast, and can jump high and catch the ball. So, you know, well-rounded is, is, is probably what I would put it. He's got a lot of good tools and he puts them together well. Who took a step in the off week? That's my next question for Cooper Mays of uh, uh, the Vol Report. The Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. City Heating and Air Conditioning, over 50 years of integrity. They will take care of you. So there's a couple of uh, players that I thought had the opportunity with an off week that had shown flashes early on. Younger players, I'm talking about specifically that uh, had an opportunity that, uh, with with more practice snaps, with a little more time, to make a step in the off week. Did anybody stand out to you and kind of grab onto that role? Um, no, I, I probably wouldn't say anybody like specifically jumped out at me personally. I would I would just say I think I was kind of proud of like how the whole team handled the bye week, and you know a lot. Of, it's very easy for a team that's going for and into the bye week to probably just act like they should just shut it down and, and, you know, just take care of themselves and everything. But I think we did a good job of, you know, staying on course and making the most of it and using it as a week to get better for sure. How quickly did you put the Florida win behind you? Because I was talking to Jake about this. I mean, that, that is a <laughs> monumental win and enjoy it on that Sunday, but you gotta, you gotta move on. How quickly did that happen for this team? Yeah, um, probably, probably that uh, that next Monday when we came back in. Anytime, anytime you go to into a next week, you can't really be focused on the last week, or I, I don't at least. Um, everything, everything in college football moves so fast. You don't really have time to sit there and enjoy anything because, as fast as you may be feeling good about yourself, you'll be feeling bad the next week. So, I think our coaches have done a good job of kind of keeping us on the task at hand and everything, and keeping us focused. As far as communication. And again, you you were on the road against Pitt, but I would imagine the communication is more difficult being on the road at LSU than it would be Pitt when half the fans were Tennessee fans. What are some of the challenges that you face? Because you're a big part of getting everybody in the right position. Um, anytime you play on a against the SEC team on the road, you're you're you know at risk for not being able to communicate as effectively, but. I think our offense does a really good job of keeping teams quiet because, you know, the biggest thing about getting crowds ready, like getting loud, it takes them a second. So, like, if if you if you take 20 seconds in between second and third down, you know, to get your play call in, the crowds by, – by 10, 15 seconds in after that down, the crowd's probably going to be hyped up and ready to go, getting loud. Our offense goes so fast, the plays don't really – like let the crowd get involved as much, I don't think. But that's probably what I would say. I mean, it can get loud, I'm sure. But I think our offense does a good job at kind of curtailing it a little bit. Is there any time that maybe crowd noise did disrupt you a little bit? Not me personally, no. I've never really – I don't know. I don't know if people – everybody sits here and argues with me, even in the O-line. Jerome will argue with me all the time about – talking about how crowd affects him and stuff. And I was like, I don't think – I've never thought a crowd was really that loud. Just I don't know if I get, like, tunnel vision. I can't hardly I, – I don't hear the crowd personally when I'm on the field. But I don't 
everybody else seemed to think that the crowd is loud and that it affects them. But I don't really, I don't really hear it that often. So even maybe- in England, so I'm not just talking about away stadiums. Even in England, when it's really loud, I I don't really hear the crowd. So so maybe it, but I guess so maybe it affects some players, but it doesn't affect your communication as a whole. Is that safe to say? I would say it probably affects communication as a whole. Probably flip from what you said. It doesn't affect me as a player. Okay. But like it, it affects like the whole. I guess yelling, the quarterback yelling plays. That that could be one thing, but. I don't really hear the crowd as much, though. All right, buddy. Best of luck to you. If you have an opportunity, which I I know your diet's probably strict because uh, this is in season, but if you have an opportunity uh, to uh, take in some etouffee, I would highly recommend that because I tell you what, uh, Cooper, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I've worked hard on losing weight, but if I ever covered LSU, I would gain it all back. Oh yeah, I know. I went down to I went down to watch Kate in the Cotton Bowl when he was in Georgia, and I gained about eight pounds. And and uh, what was it? I guess it would be it was Baton Rouge, and then that's LSU. What's the other one? New Orleans. I don't New know. Orleans. Yeah. There we go. I gained like eight pounds in a week. So I believe you. It's it's easy to do. Uh, best of you, Coop. Best of luck against LSU. The Ball Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. Cityheatandair.com. Over 50 years of integrity in Knoxville. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.